0: Lauren, I cannot believe how close to Christmas it's getting. Have you started to think about what presents you're going
1: to buy people yet? I have, actually, because I've fallen a little bit in love with mouse and grapes, cheese and wine hampers after we enjoyed ours on our cosy little night
0: away. Oh, my God. Great shout. They had so much in them. I mean, two full bottles of
1: wine for a start. And it's such a fun way to try different cheeses. I hadn't even heard of some of the ones in the hamper and they were so delicious
0: especially when paired with the crackers and chutney. But do you know what I love most about the hampers? It's that mouse and grape stock quite a range of them and they all feel super luxurious in their gorgeous packaging, but they're
1: all at different price points excellent point jess but my favorite thing is the little pairing booklet and the pencil that comes with it turns the hamper into a real experience i think and it gives you the chance to learn about what you're eating and drinking and just really appreciate it plus it's a great way to make it into a fun little social activity for the festive period too yes i love doing that with you okay so listeners please
0: do check out www.mouseandgrape.com when thinking about christmas gifts this
1: year It's a definite Reco from us. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Dolly
0: Alderton, author of Everything I Know About Love and Ghosts, has a new book out. It's called
1: Dear Dolly and we are going to chat about it today. It's a collection of her responses as an agony art to people that wrote in with dilemmas to her Dear Dolly Sunday Times column. again Lauren. I've uh, seen a lot of you this week. You really have haven't you? (laughs) Uh, It's been a busy week for book Records, actually. Um, So on Tuesday night we were at the Barbican to see Dolly Alderton's event with Fane on her new book and which we're going to be discussing today and then on Wednesday night we were at the Hamyard Hotel for the launch of Dorno Porter's new book Cat Lady. Yes we will uh, be discussing that book in an episode soon
0: but we'll give you a sneaky heads up that if you follow Joni Clothing on Instagram, you might know that we work with them on a sort of book club where we give a themed reco each month to their followers. And since Dorno Porter has a clothing line with them, we thought it would be best to reco Cat Lady. Fortunately, it's a brilliant book too, so it was very easy for us to
1: choose it for their November pick. It is so good. Um, but shall we share the slightly em- embarrassing backstory which happened at the event? <laughs>
0: I mean, we sort of planned for it to happen. Yes, do tell.
1: (laughs) So because we work with Joni, we get sent free clothes each month and we recommend a book. And this month we chose clothes from Dawn O'Porter's line and then wore them to her event like stalkers. Yeah. Luckily, she thought it was cute. Um, Or at least that's what she said. She's very lovely. So I like to think she's telling the truth. But I also feel like we should caveat that the intention wasn't to wear them to her event. The intention was we need to get a picture with them. But that was literally by the time they'd arrived, that was the only day that we could get a picture with them. Very so true. We weren't intending to turn up like mega yeah, fangirls, but we had to in the end. that's a bit icky. <laughs> but anyway, it's a marvellous book and we will be talking about it on the podcast soon. Yeah, can't wait. Um. So shall we rewind back to Tuesday night then and dive into Dear Dolly?
0: Yes, please. So do you read, have you read any of her columns when she's done this?
1: No, I don't have a Times subscription, so I've only ever seen them on Instagram. Yeah, same.
0: Um, So I, for one, am very glad that she's amalgamated some into a book that I can now
1: enjoy. Yes, same. And I love that the cover is a very similar vibe to Everything I Know About Love. I love that consistency. You know, with Um, the circles mm -hmm. and bits crossed out fun colors love it fun colors always yeah love it um and I also
0: really liked that I don't know if you saw but when like there was a billboard in Farringdon promoting her book and it had like little sheets of paper you could rip off with some of the sentences from her I thought that was cool um so yeah her event in the Barbican was so good it was actually um completely sold out there's there's two nights of it totally sold out so Fane have just announced another date in March 2023 and I think we can safely say that that is a
1: reco to try and get tickets to that if you can it was honestly just so much fun because I don't know Tolly from the receipts was the co-host and she was brilliant and I'd really like Dolly and Dolly to start their own podcast not just because their names rhyme but also because their chemistry it was brilliant
0: Yeah, they were very good together and um, Dolly sort of said that she chose Tolly because she's also a bit of an agony aunt who Mm. um, gives that advice and and as a result they just made like a really well balanced pair, didn't they?
1: Yeah, like I love their energy as a duo Um, and I liked how at the end, Donnelly said that while she was writing the script for the remake of um, Everything I Know About Love, she was listening to the receipts at the time. And so a lot of that like girlfriend energy from the from the receipts podcast went into the show. I love that. And you
0: can see that. Yeah, Um, they were a joy. And so before we go any further, I'm quite skeptical about people giving out advice. I think it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly and I don't think randos should be like give me your dilemmas and I'll help like if you're not qualified to don't and like just because just because they fancy feeling a bit wise so I urge listeners like don't just go and ask for advice off random people um but Dolly and Tolly actually both like seemed to they understood that fact and as a result, were able to give really well-balanced answers like they didn't take for granted that responsibility that they had when people come to them with their queries. Yeah. And they put a lot of thought and care into what
1: they said. And I really rated that. Yeah, I agree. And it's so true. I think in the foreword of the book, she says that she, before she writes a response to someone on her column, she consults a lot of friends first to get a lot of well-balanced responses. Because like you said, it's a huge responsibility and not, not something to be taken lightly. So presumably, well, also because presumably the people writing in to ask for help are probably in quite a vulnerable place. So any advice where the repercussions haven't been thought through can actually be quite dangerous, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, you did love that forward. I've bloody <laughs> loved that forward. I think I've spoken about it to everyone I've talked <laughs> to so far. Um it's just so true to her writing style, which is obviously not surprising at all. But she's just got such a it's it's a very vulnerable writing style, very raw she's not afraid to say things that other people might be embarrassed to admit. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes her very relatable and very like you feel like you're in safe hands. And actually then some of the laughs come quite off guard because she's saying something that's actually quite embarrassing, but in a jokey way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it's, that forward is like written like basically how she spoke on the night. Yeah, yeah. So, the book is broken up into categories. So, there's like all her questions and responses about friendship together, all the ones about relationships together. And then there's dating, sex, family, breakups and exes, and a section called Body and Soul, which I thought was a great way to do it. I like an organized, uh, compartmentalized book.
1: Yeah. And each answer is like three pages long. So, it's really easy to read. And you could just read like one while you're boiling the kettle or a few while you're doing a face mask or like, for for example, when I go to bed, I want it's probably I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm not very good at reading before bed, but I found this one was super good to read before bed because I could just be like, I'm just going to read one letter. And then if I'm still not sleepy, I'll read another letter. So it's a really nice way to absorb it all in little bite sized chunks
0: yeah oh that's a nice idea yeah because if it's a novel and, and you want and like it, a chapter ends on a cliffhanger you're gonna carry on reading whereas at least because it's non-fiction it's yeah. a safe place to like put a down.
1: totally and I also <laughs> fall asleep so easily at night time so if a chapter's too long and I'm starting to get sleepy halfway through a chapter I really don't like that don't like leaving a chapter halfway through yeah it's very unfinished
0: And then I don't know, I would, I don't think I'd be able to sleep properly. Should be thinking about those unread pages all night. Um, I wanted to share a little example of a nugget of wisdom that I actually folded the page on when I got to it. And I think maybe because we, I went this, I read this bit after going to the event and it sort of like made me think back to it. So page 87, the dilemma was, Dear Dolly, my husband is in his mid-40s and is rapidly turning into his dad. And then, she. this really made me think. She said, um, the first 45 years of a woman's life and the choices she makes are under enormous pressure and scrutiny. I can understand why most women I've encountered over the age of 50 say they finally found the confidence and serenity they wish they'd had when they were 20. Men, on the other hand, are encouraged to thrive when they're young and enjoy every moment of their virility. Just as so many women speak of the relief of unburdening themselves of youth, I understand why so many men are terrified of losing it. I think this fear is often misunderstood. So instead, we all see a grumpy older man. I don't think most grumpy older men are being difficult. Rather, a culture of to- toxic masculinity means they're petrified of losing their power and re- rele- rele- relevance. Oh, like, interesting. Ooh, and it reminded me of... On the night, she spoke about, like, the different sexes in breakups and how women will, like, feel really heartbroken and talk about it with everyone and let all their emotions out and then maybe they'll go out more and dress a bit sluttier and, like, they're ready for a good time. (laughs) Whereas men are straight out, straight out the door, like, yes, let's go out, let's, let's, let's. And then afterwards, they'll suddenly be like, oh, my God, I'm actually so heartbroken, I can't go over this woman. She did also caveat that with, like, massive stereotypes there so yeah and <laughs> but it's so true and this is kind of the same but like it's just a timing thing between men mm. and women
1: yeah it's not very often that you feel sorry for men so <laughs> i give them that um yeah and I liked how there was a bit of a crossover with the book but also there were so many laugh out loud moments and and tidbits at the event that sort of exposed some of the themes from within the book as well um like when we when she was reminiscing about taking a digital camera out on a night out and then like back in like what was it 2010 probably and you would take your digital camera and upload about 200 photos just from like a Wednesday night at Oceana into one huge album on Facebook like it's actually why nuts. did we do
0: that but now Gen Z are like limited to one Instagram post and actually they're they're more sensible and know not to put that on Instagram, <laughs> but it's
1: much better. And she also raised a really good point that, like, you can delete those photos, mm. but you can and you can untag yourself from your tagged photos, but they will still exist on Some, somebody's Facebook
0: somewhere. Do you know what and I they was can thinking come back
1: to bite you?
0: When they brought that up, was that I don't know if other people did this, but at our school, at least, the night after like a house party you'd literally just wait all day for someone to like upload all the pictures and then they'd be like, they're up, tag yourselves. Yeah. And then like someone from the group be like, guys, I'm going to tag us all and like take that responsibility upon us <laughs> to tag everyone.
1: <laughs> like they were doing like some really like honourable service. Public yeah, like service. I'll do the
0: tagging this time yeah. as you were.
1: <laughs> oh my God, dying.
0: I, I died when they were talking about getting really invested in other people's relationships of like yes. people you don't even really know. Like Dolly was saying at the moment, she's quite obsessed with this one couple and she thinks they might've broken up. So when one of them uploads something to Instagram, she goes to check if the other one is <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. like, such <laughs> psychotic <laughs> behaviour, I love it. Um, And it it really um hit me deep because I, I've never watched TOWIE and I've never watched Coronation Street. I don't follow Mark Wright on Instagram I don't follow Michelle Keegan on Instagram but I'm very obsessed with checking that they're still together
1: jokes
0: I don't know why, why? I think once I think once in the papers I saw that there was a rumor that they'd split and I was like <laughs> no Have they Have I they. don't I don't follow either of them <laughs> honestly I regularly go on and be like okay when did they last talk about each other
1: no. Are they okay?
0: Are they okay? And I don't even,
1: I haven't ever watched anything that they've made. <laughs> it's so funny though, when you think somebody, whether they're a celeb or a friend or just somebody you follow on Instagram that you haven't seen in 10 years, but you know they're in a relationship and then all of a sudden they're just, there's something clicks in your brain that's yeah. like, I haven't seen a photo of them together. And then you become obsessed with yes. your own theory. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're proving it.
0: They're out again on a Friday night with the girls. Yeah, what does this mean? Her skirt's getting significantly shorter.
1: Where there is he? More cleavage going on? Yeah, it was. It was so nice.
0: It was honestly just like a big girly chat of everyone being like, "Oh yeah, I it do really that." Was, oh yeah, I do it? that.
1: <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, um, and neither of them held back either. They were no. both really vulnerable and quite exposing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dolly revealed that she's currently writing her second novel. I was very excited I to hear that.
1: that. And she also dropped in that um, her boyfriend's sister was in the audience. So she has a boyfriend now. The audience did woo.
0: Oh, my God, the audience was such a bunch of woo girls. They'd woo at anything, but they did woo at that. <laughs> you did say
1: that halfway through. You are like,
0: this is such a bunch of woo girls in the audience. It was
1: honestly like
0: every other minute they'd be yeah. like, woo! Can <laughs> <laughs> we just agree that everything's woo and we'll just get one woo out of our sister's <laughs> <laughs> Um, the I'm woo police over
1: here I, I, I'm like
0: three <laughs> woos and you're out okay. <laughs> um, I'm very happy for Dolly Um, and like bless her for letting the audience in on so much like Tolly yeah. sort of started it off by saying how everyone there probably felt like they know Dolly and like feel like she's their friend because of like how much she gives away in like all her writing like everything I know about love yeah. we feel like she's our Bessie mate Um, and so it's kind of nice that she acknowledged that by not holding too much back like all these people feel like they know me like this
1: is a safe space I'm just gonna say whatever I want to say yeah totally and and it's like back to the forward again Um, (laughs) and it's why people love her book so much because they're so open and it allows people to just feel like they they're normal too and they have very they have similarities and but equally I really sympathized with her when she said that she felt a little bit lost after uh, everything I know about love was published Uh, because after you've written a book which is so exposing and so vulnerable like that it is a very strange place to work from because people almost expect it from you in every piece of work so like what do you write after that yeah it must be so difficult like um actually (laughs) There's a
0: bit in the forward where she discusses oh, it Yeah, forward. And, <laughs> and gave an example that really made me laugh. Um, I'm going to read it to you. Um, Editors would commission me to write about people, places and things under the pretense of being a neutral observer. They inevitably asked me to crowbar references to my personal life in the copy. During this time, I could have interviewed Barack Obama and would have seen. And this next section is all in capitalism. Perhaps you could write here about how your story is similar to his. Does your dating life have any parallels with his time in office? Does he
1: remind you of an ex-boyfriend, etc., <laughs> etc.? Cetera, et cetera. <laughs> that bit killed me, honestly, <laughs> because I really felt for her, I'm Like you can imagine, she'd be writing a piece on gardening, and she'd probably get, "Does this relate to your yeah. given anecdote what sex position here?
0: does this remind you?" Yeah, of? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Shall we um, share? Favorite letters. I actually don't know if I have one, but I'm going to throw that out there because I feel like it's the kind of thing you would have.
1: That, yeah, that's. And I'm going to flick I'll through and remember one. some of my faves. Okay.
0: Because they're uh, um, like, I love them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're also, because they're all so short, they're also like just really, really punchy. And mm. um, so I'll kick us off then. This one really made me laugh. um So in this one, she's answering someone's question, which is how do I stop being someone's foster girlfriend? Um, i.e. she keeps dating guys for long periods of time who don't want anything serious but then leave her and end up being engaged or have a new girlfriend straight away anyways, she this this lady this woman signed her letter from Confused in Clapham and then put PS, please keep me anonymous as I know as I know he has a time subscription which is mm-hmm. jokes Um and Dolly gave some brilliant advice and then Right at the end, she wrote this, which really, really made me hell. Um, She says, And last, you might find it helpful to know that in all my years of field research, I have continuously found Clapham to be the place where the worst men in London congregate. It might be an idea to move. Or if you're found on the on the common and the high density of Gale's bakeries, then stay put for the greenery and Paneraisons, but go elsewhere to look for love. Which really made me laugh. And also sound advice. Nice. <laughs> Don't shit on your own doorstep. Yeah, anyway. she gave
0: she gave one. There's a letter from a girl who's this isn't the one I'm going to talk about. Um, but she is now dating a guy that she used to like send sexy pictures to. Um, sorry, that's his friend. He sends she sends sexy pictures to the friend, and now she's dating a guy that was friends with him. And she's like, Oh my god, do I tell him? Like, oh god, it's a bit weird so out of the like millions of men um am date I like connected to these two people that are friends and then Dolly just straight off the bat she's like look there's like a million men in London half of them are married 20% of them don't have social media like she slowly breaks it down to basically like look so out of the 50 men that were available to you two <laughs> of them are friends <laughs> I like, I thought, that's actually soul destroying that there's only 50 men for this girl but also like kind of <laughs> nice that you like normalized it for her yeah yeah um but what I wanted to say was that A lot of them are just like chatty. Loads of them start with, ah, and then she goes into (laughs) it. But they also all mostly seem to end with like a beautiful like sentence or like a little nugget or something. All those Um, nuggets. Yeah. So this one is, Hmm, how long do I go into it? She just, so like this one at the end of it, she says, keep this in mind when you're looking for someone to share your life with. Someone who'll bring fun without fear. Someone whose company you love. Someone who makes you feel alive and safe and understood. Those are the specifics you should be looking for. The rest doesn't matter so much. Oh, that's so yeah. Sweet. And that was um, the question for that was, do I give up on dating charismatic men and instead settle for Mister Nice? Oh, so yeah. She starts in there to being like, look, you do have to be attracted to someone. Yeah, but then yeah. she kind of frames it as like, so what is it you're attracted to? Mm. Yeah, is it that he's nice? Because that's still okay. that's really sweet so yeah it's lots of lols lots of um relatability yes and lots of gorgeousness i think save the date from friday 11th to sunday 13th of november stylist live will be taking place at the truman brewery
1: in shoreditch london this event is always a highlight of the year for me, and they've truly outdone themselves with amazing speakers this year, including some of our faves like Pandora Sykes, Adam K, Bernadine Evaristo, and the receipts to name just a few.
0: And there is a Waterstones pop-up where some of the authors will be doing signings after their talks. There's
1: also a marketplace with over 100 indie brands. I'm particularly excited to have a browse because it will be perfect for pre-Christmas shopping.
0: Oh, definitely. You'll be able to find everything from cult skincare brands, stackable jewellery, homewares, indie fashion,
1: and even some tasty tipples too. And if that wasn't enough, there's also live catwalk shows curated by the Stylist fashion team. If this sounds like a
0: bit of you, then we have been given a discount code for 15% off general admission. Use code BookRecords at stylist.co.uk slash tickets. We'll pop the link in the show
1: notes too. Time for our new segment of Answering Queries for Recos, which I think actually needs an official name. Have you got any? Oh, um, I agree. Absolutely. I can't believe I went thought of this first. Um
0: I literally cannot think past I've got a recco, but in the voice of Wreck It Ralph, so no. Have you got one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I was thinking like reco requests. Is that lame? I, I do lame. like
0: alliteration.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm sure there must be something more catchy. If you're listening and you have a better idea, then drop us a DM. Otherwise, we're going with it Ralph or reco requests
0: or like requestos.
1: <laughs> or is that really bad?
0: <laughs> Book requestos? No. Reco is spelt with Q. But It's too why? confusing because then why? it's like requests. I don't know, Lauren. I don't <laughs> know why.
1: <laughs> Look, clearly we're at the end of our creative creative juices. It's been,
0: it's been a long week of socialising. We can't been possibly think year. about this
1: now. <laughs> so if anyone, if you, if you have any suggestions, then if you have any recos for what this recos section should be called, send them our way. Uh, But yes, if you haven't listened, then it is email us with a book you would like us to reco can be any theme topic question. Yeah,
0: literally anything. Um, And the one that needs answering this week is what is the best self-help book you've read? And we gave a few recos for self-help books in our big magic episode. Yeah. Um, with lizzie g so please (laughs) that was a while ago now so please go and listen to that one and that's elizabeth gilbert for anyone in that episode elizabeth gilbert became lizzie g um and i cannot possibly go back on that so i feel like now you have to go and listen to that episode to be in on the joke. (laughs) um but anyway i'm going to push this one to you lauren because you've read more of these books than me so you're going to have a well-rounded view and you saying that this is the best one you've read is going to mean a lot more
1: oh um, gosh, I've, I've read so many and, and firstly, I don't really like the term self-help prefer self-improvement, Okay, uh, but also aware that self-help is what we have in our highlights, but only because improvement is too long a word it's, and it doesn't it's fit. It's just too long. It doesn't fit. At, it doesn't physically fit in the, in the picture on our highlights. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I mean, I don't know what one is the best I've ever read, I guess as well. It's quite a broad question. So. Like, what, what areas do you want to improve? Mm. Um. But anyways, I'm going to suggest one that's a little bit left field that I read recently, Um. which is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. And if you can't already tell, I am a bit of a manifesting spiritual junkie. Uh, so this book was right up my street and is just really good at learning how to, like, build your trust muscle. And I think a lot of, like self-improvement books are really focused on how to optimize your productivity work smarter start new habits and that's all really great but what I love about this book is it will teach you techniques and meditations and tools to just be okay with how you are exactly as you are so without needing to change anything or fix anything necessarily and I think that's something that everyone could do with a bit of help with so Maybe if you're someone who finds yourself feeling a bit anxious, or quite anxious quite a lot, then I would say this is a great book to read, and it's got beautiful meditations in it. It comes with an accompanying, like Spotify, playlist with like loads of um, uh, guided meditations on it, so you can like go off and do them. Mm. Um, So yeah, I would say, I would say that's a great reco. You had me at. If you're quite
0: anxious or you get a lot of anxious thoughts, you should read this. And I was like, oh, okay. And then you really lost me with meditation.
1: But it's guided meditations, okay. And it's just like learning how to breathe properly because I know that's so such a like feels like such a simple thing to say, but actually, if you learn to breathe properly, anxiety is mostly caused. I don't want to generalize, and this is not fact. This is just (laughs) my opinion. I think anxiety is mostly caused by like bad breathing. And, and it, it heightens because you're breathing wrong. Like you've you're not breathing into your belly, which is where your vagus nerve is, which is where your nervous system starts. So this us back breathing. to Poppy Jamie's book. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's a good one as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll record that one. Um, and my record is going to be to go listen to another podcast episode. Um, yeah. We interviewed Poppy Jamie, who's fucking mega. I can't believe we interviewed her. Like Forbes 30 under 30 type vibes yeah and um, um she's got a book called happy not perfect um so good and it's really really good
1: um listen so, yeah. to the podcast episode so if yeah. you listen if you sent in that question you have got some homework
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we've got two podcast episodes to go and listen to listen and a book to buy
1: <laughs> maybe two <laughs> just so we don't treat you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us
0: and you could share our podcast with your reading buddy too in case they might like to listen and if you don't already then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com where we send a little roundup of all of our recos of that month
1: see you next week we'll be here